When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We he 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 heal. We have made it. Another week, another dollar, maybe a couple dollars. Maybe you went through a breakup. Maybe you got a new relationship. Maybe you got fired. Maybe you got a new job. So much can happen in a week. So much can happen in a day. So much can happen in the next second. <coughs> that was me dying. Just kidding. I'm here. Sharp Tongue Podcast in your ear. It's your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso, coming at you hot. <laughs> Sorry, that was probably uh, painful for your ear. These can be sensitive microphones. I'm excited to be here, y'all. It's July 8th. I can't believe that it's July 8th. How how the fuck? I know I sound like an old woman, but damn time flies. It's already July, you know, and I'm still waking up in the middle of the night with panic attacks because my dad is dead. So if anyone can relate, hands up in the air, you're not alone. Thank you for coming back and listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I appreciate you guys. We're going to be reopening the Patreon page to give you exclusive content. I'm going to have all sorts of fun exclusive stuff, um, videos, episodes. I'm even going to do a very special, per the request of my new assistant, Katie, who's been amazing and helping me out with my podcast, um, a new Patreon option where you can get some pictures of my feet because you know what? She made a good point. I've got beautiful feet. And there are some weirdos out there who want photos of feet, and it's my job to deliver them the goods. So I'm going to deliver the goods. You're going to get new content, exclusive content, exclusive episodes, and photos of my feet. And you guys aren't even going to be able to handle it. (laughs) You're not going to be able to handle this Patreon page. It'll be up soon. My YouTube page is up. Thanks to Katie. Uh, that's youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. I lost the name, but then I got it back. YouTube, I had to contact them and be like, yo, I need my name. Because I, I had the original name that I used signing up for YouTube like 37 years ago, which was, I can't even say it. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Live, love, laugh, 82. Now that I say it out loud, I wish I would have kept it just so that you guys would have have to type it in every time. Instead of looking for Jesse May, you'd have to type in live laugh 82. And that is just hilarious to me that you'd do that. <laughs> but I changed it. It's Jesse May Peluso. I have my name back, which is very exciting. So check out the YouTube page. We're putting up videos now for the Sharp Tongue podcast, and those will be available. We'll have exclusive video content once the Patreon page is live, but the YouTube page has a bunch of fun stuff. I'll be putting up all sorts of fun videos. It'll just be like, you know, uh, a little 
corner of, of my YouTube world and you guys will be able to see a whole bunch of different videos, podcast stuff and stuff for me on the road. Speaking of the road, before we get into this episode, I'm going to be at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. It's going to be so fucking fun. July 17th to the 28th. I'm there every night. I'll be doing a ton of shows. I'm going to be doing the Nasty Show with Andrew Schultz and Bonnie McFarlane and a whole bunch of other comedians are on that show with us. Bobby Lee. Very excited to be a part of that. Also, I'm going to be doing Sharp Tongue Podcast from the festival. I will be doing Weeds Day from the festival. Weed is legal in California and in Montreal, Canada, A. Eh? So that'll be fun. I am going to be at the Omaha Funny Bone August 8th, 9th, and 10th. Listen to my voice. It's like so exhausted. And I'm excited that Top Golf has bought a season two of my Top Golf show, Game Changer, which is available on YouTube and Top Golf's Facebook page. It feels weird to say that, but I guess that's how we're consuming content now. It's not so much a TV centric world. It's, uh, you can find it on YouTube world and Facebook and even Instagram. So I'm excited. Uh, go to Top Golf on their Facebook page. The show is called Game Changer. I am the host and people win a fuckload of money. So that is exciting. Season one is we're in the middle of it now and we're shooting season two in August. I'm also going to be in Pennsylvania doing a bunch of shows throughout September. I'm going to be in um, Arizona, Syracuse, uh, shit, uh, so North Carolina, South Carolina, Wichita, Kansas, um, Minnesota. Absol- absolutely don't know all the states in the country. You know that song, whatever that is. That is that, uh, <laughs> that Johnny Cash? I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> When he rattles off all of those cities and states, I would have a coronary trying to do that now. JessieMay.com for tickets. Check them out. And as always, if you guys can, please, if you listen to this podcast and you love it, leave me a review. I read some of your reviews and they're really, they're really dope. I, I feel like you guys are amazing fans. All the new fans that I get every week. Thank you so much. I feel very fortunate. Um, I, I had an opportunity to read some of the reviews, and I'm pretty lucky. I have a pretty positive feedback from you people. I'll just read this one right here from MellyMel84. Hilarious, entertaining, and a little bit of touching insight. Just started listening after seeing your live in Albany, and I'm addicted. Great podcast to binge to. I mean, you guys are... So, I have... All my almost all my reviews are five stars. It's so it's really honestly, t- t- without sounding cheesy, it's really sweet. It makes me feel good, man. Here's another one. It says guaranteed laugh from M L Melaninas. I'm just a dude, but I love this podcast. It's funny every time, and I learn stuff. <laughs> you sound like a dude, but that's really sweet, man. <laughs> you guys are so dope. Uh, filthy. Jay Heiner, best podcast ever. A little bit of gross noises, a lot of humor. She makes me smile every time. Made me cry last last time. Love this woman. <laughs> oh, dude, this is funny. The title of this one says insightful yet vulgar humor. Well, it's probably good because I'm going to be at the nasty show at Just for Laughs. Great podcast. Jesse May is hilarious and keeps the conversation flowing. Her humor is funny because she relates to things almost like a man. 
but an old bard with a woman's perspective. I listened to three episodes so far and I enjoyed them all. You guys are dope. So please, if you have an opportunity, leave me a review. I will read some of my favorites. And also don't forget about the This Bitch segment. You guys got to send in your stories. Let me know about the bitches you're dealing with in your life, man. Let me know about these assholes. This bitch is a new segment we're doing once in a while on the, on the podcast where basically like you ever have a situation in your life where you're like, this bitch, it doesn't have to be a woman either. It can be a dude, your brother, your coworker, your boss, your ex-boyfriend, your current husband, your new girlfriend, your ex-wife, anybody in your life that just acted like a bitch and you need some advice on, send it my way. Email us at sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com or shoot it out to me on Twitter with hashtag this bitch and sharptonguepodcast and I will, I'll help you solve it. I'll help you deal with the bitch in your life. <laughs> I just want to, I literally just want to help people deal with their bitches. So uh, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm here for you. You let me know. This bitch and segueing into this episode, it's not a bitch, it's a gentleman who I have known for years, a fellow comedian friend and somebody who I I consider a pretty decent human being until I hear otherwise, until I see some, you know, bones in the backyard, which hey, it's never too late to to unearth some human remains. You know, people were shocked about Manson, people were shocked about Ted Bundy. They thought he was a good guy. So, is this next person a serial killer? Or a stand-up comedian? He could be both. No, he's great. Uh, he's, he's a lot of fun, and I was honored to do his podcast. This is a special swap cast from the very funny and talented and delightful Mr. Jeff Dye. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Peluso. It's a personal... Look, well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Welcome back to week 56 of Jeff Dye's Friendship Podcast alongside Tony Revis, baby. This week, we welcome into the Fortress of Solid Dudes, one of my favorite lady dudes, 
Jessie Mae Peluso. Uh, love her so much. I uh, first worked with her on Girl Code, and then I would see her all over, and we became pals the second, uh, the second that we hung out for the first time. Super cool chick, super funny, super fun to be around. Uh, she's very silly and playful and, and, and a happy person, which makes it fun to be around her. She also loves the drugs. So if you like drugs, well, this is the gal for you. All right, not all drugs, but, you know, probably most of them. I don't really know. Uh, so we talk about that. We talk about uh, getting to know each other. And then we talk about women in comedy. Uh, it just kind of happened. I don't know how, you know, these conversations, you, know, you don't have anything planned. And then you just find yourself down a path and you start going there. That's the beauty of being a stand-up comedian. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Um, shout out to Lawrence Taylor. He was one number 56 in the NFL when me and Tony were, were just children. Uh, but he's the most famous 56, so you get it, LT. Out to, shout out to you. We'd love to have you on the podcast sometime. Um, what else? If you guys are uh, just listening, thank you very much. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Uh, if you'd like to watch the podcast, get uh, free... I'm sorry, if you want to watch the podcast, get... Um, Full access to all of our little videos and goodies and exclusive content and free comedy club tickets to any live performance that I will be at. Go to patreon.com backslash Jeff Die and subscribe. It's $10 a month. You get unlimited uh, stuff. Watch the pod. I think is a little bit more enjoyable than listening to the podcast. We'll let you decide. Uh, either way, we love all you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for making all of this possible. Um, yeah. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Jeff Die Friendship Podcast. Phones are off. Off. We're in the Fortress of Solid Dudes with one of my favorite women. Fortress of Solid Dudes? Yeah, that's yeah. what we call it. Is it like it. solitude, but it's yeah. dudes? Yeah. Right. I like we the plan words. Up, but you're not a dude. You well, know? You're I'm part a, dude. You're the best. I look at a photo <laughs> of you every morning. In my, in my, I have a framed picture of us together. In From my, in the car? No, in San Francisco? It's, it's, well, no, it's not from in the car. It's when we were interviewed by uh, Nessa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In San Francisco, yeah. And they took like a little portrait of us, yeah. and I kept it for so long. Oh, but then I found a perfect little... frame for it, so then I, it's framed. That teeny little photo? Yeah. Wow, you it's found a little best. frame? That's cute. Girls <laughs> at, love cute stuff like that. At uh, what's that store that has all those things, like Urban Outfitters or something like that? Yeah, oh, yeah with all yeah. the little trashy stuff. They have all the little stuff. Yeah, there's like a of nice little they would neon have a frame. frame. It's like a basic girl. How big is it? It's like a two by two picture? Like It's like a small. Miniature Polaroid. Even oh, modern day yeah. Polaroid. Wow. It's like something a Kardashian would have on yeah. their makeup table. There you yeah. go. But we met um, <laughs> in New York City because we were both on Girl Code. Did we? Yes. I don't remember when we met. You don't? No, I don't remember the day. Oh. New York City. Yeah. Do you remember the day? I don't remember the exact day. Do you remember? The, you, do you, remember you don't remember the second. Okay. Well, but here's the problem with Girl Code is people always go, oh, Jeff. Oh, you did girl code. This is not now, but like back in the day, they would say, you do girl code. Do you know Carly? Yeah. And I say, nah, never met her we in my life. We did a film together. No, yeah, we would just walk Individual. in. Individual. Shoot on the green screen. You might pass someone like as they're getting makeup done as you're leaving, right. but very rarely. And if you don't know them, you're not going to be like, hey. So yeah, it was, a, it was a conveyor belt. The only reason I got to know you is because you were doing stand up and I would see you around, but also we started getting to do college dates together. That's right. And that's how I got to like actually get to hang out with yes. you and know you. I have so a whenever people ask me about Girl Code, I say, well, I'm really 
really friends with Tanisha and Jesse May. We Mostly did a Jesse game May together. and Tanisha only because we've done a few colleges. Yeah. And she's really nice, but like I felt like you were like a real comedian. Yeah. Because Tanisha sometimes there was the first time she'd only done stand up for like maybe five or six times. And she's then booking a, her. I don't think she's a stand up. But at that Is time she? she was trying to. Right. But she was like getting heaps of money to do university. <laughs> and then she'd be like, all right, I might get off stage a little early. She'd go out there for like she <laughs> She got off stage like after like eight minutes. I'm like, that's all you got? I have to do what? I have to cover 90 minutes of this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, get off stage. Yeah, you should get off stage the second right. you step foot on We should it. just be doing a Q&A for yes. you. Yeah. Seriously? And the college kids were so disappointed because they, they love Tanisha. She's way more popular on that show than I was. Yeah. So they're all like, yes, Tanisha Long. And then she's like, all right, goodbye. And now they're like, who's they're like, this what guy? That? I, yeah. And then I had to really win them over. Luckily, my stand-up would win them over, but they would be like, who was that guy? Like, it was the weirdest. <laughs> you, I saw you. The most recent time I've seen you was at the uh, the Lemon Haze Festival. Yeah. Which I didn't Candy know was Fest. a weed thing. I didn't, know, didn't, it was a, know, I didn't know it was a weed thing. I thought Did it was just like weed? a stand-up comedy show. I got weed. Yeah, they Good. gave me a ton of weed. Remember, we were talking to the mayor, the the, Made me so the happy. woman mayor. That was yeah. really cool. She you was know, a cool that's chick. Why they booked me for this? Not because of the weed thing. Not because they they thought I was some famous person. But because I'm born and raised in Kent, Washington. Yep. I've been doing stand up for 13 years. Never once performed in Kent, Washington. <laughs> so they were like, you know that you I mean, drove. Where would you though? Yeah, right. where would you? Like in a tent. Yeah. Well, and that's what the the guys afterwards. There was a My couple of these house? like uh, great guys, <laughs> and they kept saying like, "You know how many tickets you sold? Like we sold so many tickets because of your like." They were able to tell who was there to see who by yep. the code. Yep. So if you put in a code with like Hannibal, put in a code for Jesse May, but and so they were like, you know, they used me as just getting people in the door. Yeah, well, you know, that's super nice. Fun. Yeah. At least, I'm shocked at least that, that works. Jubal couldn't move tickets. Jubal. Well, you know, Jubal's definitely the most famous person in that area. Yeah, he definitely is. But. He's always performing there. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, it's he's not, not going to move It's not a tickets. commodity. It wasn't special. Yeah. yeah. They could see Chuck Jubal. Guy was special. Yeah. yeah. But not a weed guy. So, when I showed not up, I was like, Ugh. Yeah, you aren't a weed dude at well, all. Well, I smoke weed. But you, you're not, you don't give me that vibe. <laughs> right. Here's the thing. Do you smoke it? Like, I want to know your obsession with, with weed. Not obsession, I'm but obsessed. your interest. You um, love it. I do you love it. You found quite a community of people. I that, do love it. Because I think the alternative is so much worse. Drinking mm. as much as I smoke weed. I thought you were saying the alternative Heroin. of, being, of being like high. not being on drugs. Yeah. No, no, that's great. I love that part. But I yeah. mean, like sobriety. <laughs> no, I because living in New York, the yeah. culture is you drink. You right. don't need to drive anywhere. That's my and style. Everything's open till four, and like four, they're like, eh, whatever, just stay. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, there's no real time limit on Please drinking in New York. It's just such a debaucherous city. Yeah. That's and then the, part the transition. I love about New York is well, I could great. just drink all day. Yeah, and it night. A, it's a party. You know, I lived there in my twenties, so I definitely like reaped the whole yeah. purpose. But then moving to LA. You I don't fuck around with drinking and driving. Okay. So I just the the natural progression was drinking less and then smoking more and then right. just Did you smoke then too? In in New York? Yeah. Infrequently. Okay. But I didn't really enjoy it because I was like, what's what what am I gonna sit here and pontificate? Right. I wanna fucking do shots and scream at strangers. <laughs> yeah, have a good time. <laughs> I wanna have a good time. Because I, I feel like there, in New York there, that way. Yeah. Uh, there is a weed community oh yeah for sure and you're in it yeah for sure yeah i'm in it yeah i i also like i don't smoke to get high i smoke to get right like i don't like to be zooted out right you know i don't know a lot of the terms you've been using 
<laughs> zoots, you know, like zoots, you get zoots pontificating. Zoots, you Bryant. That's the only one I know. I always say zoot, zoots, magoots. It's like yeah. you know, little... you got ooh, you got got, you got oogots. You're like, what interview is this? <laughs> I have no idea. Zoots is like you know, zooted out. Like you're high, too high. I don't like oh, to get too high. I hate that. I don't like it at all. Yeah, that's my least. I don't like the paranoia favorite. associated with mm. it. I like to like be able to sleep well. I like to be able to be a little more creative. Yeah. Maybe. You zone out a Laugh bit. Laugh a lot. Laugh a lot. I don't like to be so high that I'm like. That's so. That's so interesting because I don't do anything, and it's yeah. for, nothing. And it's, no, nothing. nothing. And it's for that reason though. Like I, I, I feel like I don't want to. I feel like I'm more creative this way. You can't say you're more creative. I don't know. How do I don't you know? know. You don't exactly. know. I don't know, but I feel like I don't want to lose the I would encourage you. brain function I have. But I would encourage you. It's always going to come back to the brain function you have. So you should try it, then rule it out. Go, okay. Like, find a yeah. safe place. Try what are you it, afraid of? I'm not afraid of anything. brain dead? Not afraid of anything, no. You are just, afraid of something because you haven't tried. You haven't tried anything? No, I'm just... There's a fear of letting go going edge, on there. So... Well, but I'm saying like you should go to like a safe place and then just go, all right, I'm going to try this so I can rule it out. Yeah, I think you should rule it out for sure. Because yeah. you don't want to be in your deathbed wondering. That's not the time to stick heroin That's in a, your dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I just don't have the, I don't have the, the, the impulse or the interest though. You, you don't like, have. It's not, it's not like something I feel like I regret, I'm regretting. Are you? you? Know? No, of course not. Or else so. you'd be doing it. But I'm just saying there's a or whole other world. Like yeah. 58 million people can't be wrong. You know, yes. like, like they're all <laughs> yeah, doing something. Yeah. And sure, there doesn't have to yeah, be a I'm need. Down with, I'm down with the cause, for well, sure. There doesn't have I'm to just, be like a need. You're like, I don't want I don't anyone need to panic it. Yeah. my, my hand also... stuck in the mug. Uh -oh. <laughs> don't do Looks drugs, like, but my hand's the, stuck in the mug. That's your, that's your gift for coming Wait, on like, the, the podcast. Because sometimes people will say, look at this, she's really stuck in there. <laughs> this is fantastic. I'm like, you should, you should totally do shrooms. Wait, can you give my yeah. Out of this. Should we call the fire there department? We there we oh, go. Okay. No, but here's the thing. So sometimes people are like, well, I don't do it. I don't need it. No one needs it. No right. one needs it. It's don't not about the need. need to in watch um, Dumb and Dumber. But we, we enjoy it. It's a thing sure. and you do it. That's just a cop-out. We yeah, don't need houses. You could live in a tent. You don't need yeah. five right. pairs of sneakers. You mm -hmm. could have one. Yeah. It's yeah. not about the need. I think like, we're, I love that we're forcing you to do drugs. No, but also, I don't yeah. want him to get addicted and like go to a basketball game high. I'm not trying to give him acid and take him you to Disneyland. You can't get addicted to weed. I'm saying yeah. go to a safe place around maybe a person or maybe zero people or maybe 10 people that you trust. Yeah. I gotta be Whatever scared if I was by myself comfortable doing yes. and then try like a, a little, little bit micro dose of like a thing and then you can go wow, oh yes i hate this mm -hmm. and then you don't ever do it again yeah. Or, yeah oh i get it this makes me feel a little relaxed my anxiety's gone I've, i feel like a little more chill i wrote a whole script in two hours <laughs> it could happen that's a thing. Yeah. it could happen yeah, yeah that's what people do generally people do do that yeah do do have you um what's your what's your uh astrological sign i'm a taurus a taurus yeah. would you describe yourself as a a uh, mid-sized sedan. Yeah, <laughs> four door, four door, for sure. Are you a neat freak? Uh, Meticulous individual. Oh, that's a, yeah, yeah. I say yeah. Control freak per se. Mm. What about a mental control freak? Yes. Like Chris Angel. Totally what are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> no, like you're yeah. very organized in your thoughts, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's um, what the fear comes in. Is like, well, I don't want to lose go. this yeah. fear of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. That might but be the it. irony is, that might be it. My my speculation is if you do go through with this and do microdose with some shrooms or something, because you know, I like <laughs> I just want him to try some weed. What do you want to do weed? <laughs> yeah, or even an alcohol. Like I try. Have like you a, never tried weed? No, I've never had, okay. had a drink. You should start I've never even had a drink. Yeah, I've never had mushrooms. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, I like, what, imagine him at his house alone, <laughs> listening to a record, and someone pours him just like a little thing of whiskey. Yeah. If he's never had it, he's going to go, well, why am I doing this? And you're going to drink it and go, ugh. But then you'll go, oh. Oh. Yeah, and then you go, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you just, then you'd have a little bit more. And you're just, yeah. In yeah. Your and then you listen to the record more. and you're just, You order grilled cheese at 2 a.m. I, I would be a grumpy, anxious mess for some parts of my life if I didn't. Know how to treat it. Yes. Yeah. Like a little, like have a little. You've bit. seen me grumpy. You've seen me. Uh, I've seen you grumpy. Yeah, but then I, I drink and I go. Oh, I was being wrong back there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love all you guys. It's I like the Snickers wrong. commercial, but with alcohol. Right. Yeah. It's like you're, you know, you're a little yeah. bit of a mess. And then I you have shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't need it, but I also go. I don't want to be a grump around my friends. But it's not a need. It's just it's a device that people yeah. use. Yeah. It's not a, a need. It's a tool. Yeah. For me, like, the Snickers, the Snickers thing is just a Snickers. That's all I need. It's, you just need a snack. Yeah. You just need a snack. You're like I don't need. I don't need a bump. I just. Need a, a no, berry. No, I want well, the candy. I will say yeah. one thing that agitates me. Actually, you sell um, what is it? A little weed box? Like yeah, a little stash thing? box. Stash box. And then mm-hmm. what's inside? There's like a beautiful glass thing. With yeah, there's stash video. jars and like grinders. Basically, so cool. like accessories for grinding up your herbs. Yes, <laughs> it's great, and they're really well made. They I don't are nice. like merch generally. Yeah, even it's... my own merch, I'm always like embarrassed I'm selling it. Whereas yours looked nice. It looked like well made. Yeah. It looked sturdy. It looked Thank you. nice. Yeah, it looked like very OCD. I was like, oh, this I'm would a be, little OCD. This would be how I would keep my weed yes. if I had like yeah. a big collection I'm of weed. I'm a very OCD individual. Yeah. But you know, I feel like I, I felt the way about merch in the past, but when you Just come with right. a package, you're leaving money on the table if you Absolutely. don't also bring them a little something they can go home with. People yeah. want to go home with a little piece of you. I just can't imagine my heroes slinging merch. You know, like, <laughs> imagine Andy Kindler out there. Like, Are you calling yourself the, the people's hero? No, I'm saying I try <laughs> to do nickname. what my heroes do. <laughs> Anytime I bring you to the stage, I'm going to call you the people's hero. The people's hero. Jeff died. Mike Tully is a, a friend of mine. He's a podcaster and comedian. He calls me the people's champ. I'm calling you Ooh, the people's hero. That's a quite a... I'll that's take it. it. <laughs> no, like, man, like, I try to do what my heroes do. Can you imagine Greg, Greg Giraldo out there? Like, hey, buy my Greg Giraldo no. book bag. Like, he's just, probably it, rolling over in his grave about the book that's out right now about yeah, him. He's absolutely. probably like, what the fuck? These yeah. motherfuckers. This isn't comedy. Robbing my fucking grave. <laughs> Uh, wait, so one thing I will tell you, because I, I didn't want to sound like I was talking about you. I don't like when people are so obsessed with weed that they need like a marijuana leaf hoodie. Yeah. They're like, ooh, I have a marijuana leaf hat. And, yeah. Ooh, my marijuana Like they show. stick so... It's like vice. It's like, yes. we get it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love whiskey, but you don't see like everything in my house. Like, oh, I got a whiskey shirt. No, <laughs> yo, I'm doing a podcast where we only drink whiskey. I like, did see a framed photo of a whiskey glass in your house next when to, I walked in the up. Kitchen. Right yeah, in the like, kitchen. Actually, I will right. say that. Yeah. Yep. So. One little piece. <laughs> However, there's 75,000 things framed in my there house. There are. You have so many frames. You're keeping yeah. the frame store in business. That is true. And that guy is rich off me. I just saw him today, actually. Yeah. Yeah. One friend, guy that's framed One guy's framed house? everything in my house. You're very loyal. loyal. Yeah, I like that guy, too. To, you know, what the fuck are those chairs? <laughs> are those oh, gaming those are for, chairs? Yeah, game yeah. And video games. <laughs> I just noticed him. Like those things look like. Are, do you do chiropractic work on <laughs> yeah. the side? We should do a, like a montage of this podcast of how many times people have been, in, you know, on course, and then they get distracted by some nonsense yes. I have in this room. There's yeah. so much nonsense. Last week I was listening. To, I'll listen, do you ever listen to your own podcast? Never. You, no, I do. Oh, do. I do. I listen yeah. to each episode and see what we could do better. See what moments were good. And there's one with BT Kingsley where he's. If you don't watch it, you'll think it's like a. <laughs> Like he had like a ADHD. mental breakdown or something. <laughs> yeah. Because 
because he's talking, talking, and then he just names a wrestler from the wrestling box. <laughs> oh, you got Papa Shango. Yeah, yeah. Mid sentence. Yeah. Oh, you got Papa Shango? And then we didn't Stop. go. We didn't go off on that course. Yeah. We stayed what we were already talking. About. There was no so yes then, and. So that. then he yeah. just keeps talking about the other subject. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Why did he just talk about Papa Shango? Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, yeah. when you have, there's so many in that yeah. case. I've never seen a collection like that. You, you are OCD about like everything. You collect everything. Like you have all the frames, all of these. Yeah, I love I love stuff. What we else are we gonna spend stuff. our money on? I know. Right? What's your favorite thing to spend money on? Uh, my friends. I like buying stuff for people. Is that true? Yeah, he takes care of me. Food, coffee, Aww, like just nice. anything. I time I think of somebody, I got a good one. Uh, this week is one of my. F- I'm so excited. I bought it for this guy weeks ago, but he lives in Cleveland, and I'm not gonna see him. I only see him like two times a year. Yeah, he's this really great guy. His name's John Brutton, comedian. Shout out! I already have given him this gift by the time this, this airs. airs. So I'm going to Cleveland this weekend. Hey, get your tickets. Hilarities. <laughs> um, Hilarities. But the guy's name's John Brutton. He told me that his great uncle played in the Negro Leagues. Uh, Major League Baseball. And so he grew up just like being always taken to baseball games and stuff like that. I found his dad's rookie card from <gasps> the Negro Leagues slabbed in like a PSA case. Cost me a little bit of scratch, but uh, I bought it and I haven't told him anything. He's and so I'm, cry. Gonna, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. He is going to cry. Yeah, I'm pumped. That's wild. That's really yeah. thoughtful. Yeah. You should Wait. be like, that should be your job to like find people thoughtful gifts. For I try other to people. find little things. Where's my fucking gift? Well, hey, speaking of that, <laughs> someone gave you a gift that you posted on Instagram that made you cry, like a great little artwork of your dad. Um, yeah. I this, love that video. This guy, Scott, he booked me for a show in, in Peru, Indiana. Didn't know there was a Peru. I know Indiana. Peru, Indiana, very exotic. You should go there for <laughs> yeah. your honeymoon. Yeah. I've always wanted to meet the Peruvians. Yeah, they're great people. <laughs> In they Indiana. really are great people. It was a really fun show, and then he presented me with this such a nice gift. wood of my the first time I ever did stand up comedy. I'm honored. That photo is from. Oh, really? Yep. I'm honored that I can get to say that I got to hang out with your dad. You did. And we were in Florida. He was amazing. And very he, funny. He was and just an amazing dude. Yeah. I've never, and I've met a lot of old people. <laughs> I've never met a guy his age that rolls with it. Oh, he just rolls with he's it. He's fine with whatever. Yep. If you want to joke about whatever, he's he's there for you. Yep. He's got you. Like, uh, he's, he, he just goes tit for tat. Yeah, yeah you he's know, really you good. Know, you want to talk about farts? You want to talk about gays? You, whatever yes, you want. You wanna... He really could. He could. He was almost like a trivial pursuit, like encased as a human. He could talk about every little subject. Yeah, he's very playful, and he loved you to death, which yeah. was, uh, it was Literally, fun to watch. Literally, because he died. As far- <laughs> Uh, but it was fun to watch that dynamic too i'm like real obsessed with like parent kid relationships we talked about it briefly on the josh wolf episode it is interesting i like to sit back and kind of see what people's dynamics are with their parents and it was really nice it was fun what what is yours did you have uh, awkward upbringing nope i mean my parents parents were uh you know they always working and stuff i feel like my parents are like these aliens i feel like i've talked about it before yeah i don't think i've ever talked about it on here before you've talked about it with me i've never met people who are just like oh we have no interests we have no friends we don't hang out with the family i'm like what what do you do a way to live and so that's why I'm obsessed with everything. Yeah. I don't just watch wrestling. I go to wrestling. I meet wrestlers. I talk wrestling. Yeah. I'm upset. I get the toys. Oh, you like comedy? I go to comedy. I'm a comedian. I'm like, so like, I kind of just get carried away with everything the way they got carried away about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like doing everything. That's and they so want interesting to be that doing they had nothing. no interest. It's weird. Really? Nothing? Not really. Each other? 
I suppose. They're still together. They're still together. I mean, that's a long marriage. Yeah. That's like, what, 40 years? Well, like, what did your parents do? Like, what, when they got home from work, what were their, what were their, what they like to do? Just yell at each other. <laughs> really? But did they oh, like, did, did your mom cook? Yeah, a little so bit. She liked cooking and interesting yeah, yeah. cooking. Yeah. Uh, my dad would my like dad, read my the mom paper. Didn't cook. No. And neither did my dad. <laughs> okay, so how about this? Did they do any drugs? No, unfortunately, they probably should have. Wine. Did they drink? Wine. Oh, they drank wine. Yeah. There you go. My parents wine didn't drink. Didn't do any drugs. Uh, did they have like meet friends you would yeah. know? Like they would come over to the house. You'd be like, oh, that's Yeah, our, we'd go to houses. Our, we'd have people over for friend, dinner. My mom's friend Donna, you know? My parents, nobody. Not the neighbors, not anybody out of state. Like no friends. That's bizarre. Bizarre. Uh, they would literally work and then they would uh, come home and they just wanted to kind of like watch TV and stuff. Do they work at the mortuary? Maybe it sucked the life out of them? <laughs> You'd think so. What did yeah. they do for work? N- nothing they were even passionate about. My mom <laughs> worked in a bunch of different little things like doing billing for like a medical office. Then she worked at corporate Costco and memberships. My dad worked at like a parts department. Now he cleans pools. Even the work they do, they weren't very passionate. What about what they like to eat? Do they like to eat good stuff? No. What, toast? They would be very boring. It would be like um, stuff that anyone could make, like uh, rice aroni or like, you know, like some sort of like hamburger helper. And then uh, when they were really splurging, this, I guess, an interest. My mind is blown. They would go to a place, like a pizza place, right? And we would think it's a real treat because we didn't have a lot of money. We'd be like, we're going out to eat pizza. They would be obsessed with this place called Papa Murphy's (laughs) where you get the pizza from them. Take it home and, and cook, cook it, it yourself. Fuck you. Yeah. Rude. We're yeah. doing the work. Rude. Yeah. I'm spending, I'm spending not only my like coming out, I'm spending like going out to eat money. That's like if Rude. I'm cooking the food, that's so you're a yeah. grocery store? Yeah, they have exactly. They had no like ovens or anything. I was like, this is so that's weird. Rude. Yeah. That's <laughs> my new thing. I just call everyone rude now. Yeah, that's amazing. Rude. A good that. point. B, rude. Self check. I have to check out my own groceries. Rude. 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 No one's there. Rude. I love stuff like that. Like my, my, the one that I'm on right now is just like, grow up. Like even when it's not something that like warrants that response. Right. Just like, grow up. Just like in the little space. Dicky video when he tells the little kids to grow up. That's great. He's like, we have an environmental crisis. Grow up. Yeah. They're like five. Yeah. Or not they're five. Like, they're like well, 10 probably. We've got some time to do that. I love little Dicky. Me oh, too. He's brought some fun back to rap. Yeah. He really has. I, yeah. So I've only, I've, every time I've, Watch the little dicky thing. Shout out to him. Watch the Earth video; it's fantastic. And then I haven't watch seen his, that yet. Oh, I gotta watch it. Watch Freaky Friday. Great video yeah, with Chris Brown. So good. And then there's the um, Pangea one, which most people pillow like. Talking, yeah, yeah, Pillow Talk. So I've seen those three. I think you sent them to me, mm-hmm. or you sent me one, and then I watched Rebel, the Pillow yeah. Talk. Yeah, you went down. And the then, uh, but anyways. Now this last couple of weeks, I'm starting to like dive in. I didn't realize how phenomenal he is. Yeah, because we listened so to a good. bunch of it. We listened to a bunch of his album. His like last album on the trip we went to. So. I was blown away. Yeah. He's really talented. Yeah, is he, he is. He was, he's on Snoop's label, isn't he? Who is he working he with? He has to be. I, I think know. he is. There was a music video about him uh, di- like wanting to get into rap, but he has to go through Snoop to get into yeah. rap. Uh, yes. That's but funny. maybe that's kind of the same thing. Maybe that's yeah. how he was able to make it. Is that it. the same video where he asked the woman to use her mansion to make no, the that's video? A one. That's a different one, but that oh, one's that amazing. that one's so good. That one's great. They did, did a whole documentary. Concept. They did yeah. a whole documentary about that. Yeah. Oh, a short one, yeah. Well, short one, but yeah. like they, they filmed their day and like how they made that video happen, which is crazy. That's wild. I like the, the club owners, like, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's uh, with Fetty Wap and it's, uh, what's it called? 
Save that money. Save that money. But the whole premise is that they're trying to shoot a whole rap video bragging about how much money they have without spending any money. But there's one part where they go to this nightclub in in Los Angeles and they're like, hey, man, you know, it's going to get tons of hits. We put your name like at the bottom so they'll know what club we were in. The guy's like, hey, no interest. No interest, man. He's like, dude, I have like millions of hits. The guy's like, I've never heard of you. Like, we're sorry. We don't. But I love that he's like trying to show him like, look, look at my videos. And like, they how many- the guy told him, was like, yeah, well, I mean, if you pay like $350 for bottle service that you can do, it's like, you're telling me? That millions of hits isn't is not worth more than three hundred fifty dollars, yeah. and then they eventually <laughs> let him in. But the guy looked like a chump. Yeah, three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, it's like, Sir, do you know how much that's worth in ads? Yeah. I kind of get how he, the guy that works there, would be like, dude, no, because like how many times you get how some loser? How many times loser, people come up to you? But once he starts showing them the videos, I'd be like, and, wait, and yeah, he come on in. And, and yeah, you, see, is... you see what he tried to do too? Like he was out because it's on the Hollywood Boulevard, and like people came out like oh my god are you little dicky he's like this is perfect that you recognize me all right i'm gonna walk up to this guy you gotta walk by and then recognize me in front of this guy <laughs> hilarious i love that yeah he's fun I like wait that. so this is my I, I was gonna ask you this first but now now we've launched into all these Tell other me. things how did you uh were, were you doing stand-up before girl code yes how long girl code was what year was girl code like 2000 Eight? I don't know. Way after that. Yeah. What year is it? Like 2014, 2015. Oh, that's right. So I have been doing stand up for seven, six years, seven years. Okay. Almost. I think I I started in like 2000. They found you from that? I did philosophy. Uh, Gareth Reynolds and uh, Evan Manns. How'd they book you for that? They, I think they just found me through stand up. Really? Yeah. Through stand up. Yep. Yeah, because just, I always wonder how, like, so, like, I started in Seattle and then didn't get on TV till, like, Last Comic Standing. Yeah. But then that's what got me all my other TV shit. Yep. Is that they were like, oh, we found, he's on Last Comic, now he's moving to LA. Yeah. This is how it happens. So I'm always curious for you, like, because MTV tried to, like, lock you down. They tried to they make tried, you, like, yeah, the one of those face of MTV. Deals. Which is the best decision you ever made was I not mean, doing that. I was that. just like, no way. I left, I'm left in the middle of Girl Code. To come to do E, I had like an overall deal with right. E to do a whole bunch of like developmental stuff with them, like pilots and stuff. And that was the year Chelsea went on. Remember she went on Howard Stern and yeah. was talking crap about E and the yeah. network and her show subsequently leaving. And then Joan passed. And then one of the executives got fired. So that whole year where I was like in this incubation process of creating content for them, everything They're got panicking. shelved. Yeah. They were just plugging holes. So it was Jeez. just the timing was terrible, but it was also I learned a lifetime's amount of stuff in a year for a career, I think. Just learning how to like handle all that failure yeah. and have your hopes up. Or yeah, just like being teased is what being, it feels like. Oh, that's what this industry, this career is always a, a cock tease. Yeah. And you're just on the on the brink of coming. It always feels like the it's you're always in the moment before. Yeah. Like, just oh, right this thing's about to happen. Yeah. And then, and then and you're just you know, kind of waiting for it. Pop up ad comes and you lose your <laughs> yeah. zest. Well, I, I was on a show. I did a show with the. <laughs> no, don't show the guy's face. <laughs> yeah, I did a show with Ashton Kutcher called Numb Nuts, and it was during the time of like Jackass, the Dudesons, CKY, numb all stuff. But they, that's why they were calling it Numb Nuts because they were like, these guys will be the Numb Nuts. These guys are the Jackasses. Right. These guys are the Dudesons. You know, like kind yeah. of a thing. And then literally, this sounds so crazy, but this is how they discussed it on set. They're like, have you seen the show? It's like they're making fun of these people, but it's a documentary. But they're like these Guido-y kind of like Jersey people. <laughs> and during one of the shoots, 
a chick get she was being so annoying to a dude that he punched her in the face. You got to check it out. Everyone's talking about it. So my executives and we're like, why are you guys happy that this girl got punched in the it's face? Terrible. They're like, dude, it's hilarious, but she was totally asking for it. Like that's how the network's she was talking totally about. She totally asking for so it. So the network's bragging about all this different stuff. I don't think it's going to affect my career. We just start shooting. We're like, it's me, Jason uh, Goldberg. Is that his name? I remember. He's like uh, the head of, uh, he like created uh, Punked. I remember it was Jason Goldstein, yeah, Jason Goldberg. I, that does sound familiar. <laughs> There's kind a gold. Of a, it's got to be a The bird. gold part is right. He's kind of a jerk to me, to be yeah. honest. He was a jerk to everyone. He's really, he's married to Punky Booster. He's Soleil Moon from Yeah, he's married which is to like, She's gorgeous. What kind of acid were her parents on? <laughs> Ooh, I love Soleil she Moon. She is gorgeous. Uh, but so anyways, it was me, him, and then uh, Ashton Kutcher was all like via email because he's like an A-list celebrity. So the show's in production. And then like the next day, or not the next day, probably a few days later, we get all this like thing being like, hey, this is the new show. It's called Jersey Shore. Like ratings went through the roof when Snooki got punched. Uh, you know, it we're, was Jersey Shore. Yeah, they're like, we're scrapping all dude stuff. Forget Jackets, forget Wild Boys, forget Numb Nuts. Put it all on a shelf. We need girl programming. We had no idea. Like all the girls are watching Jersey Shore. So they picked up 15 and Pregnant, picked up Teen Mom. Picked 16 up, and Pregnant, or whatever 15 it is. and Pregnant. <laughs> Isn't that what it, it is? It might as well have been. Yeah, yeah might so as well. We're picking up 13 and a half, just got yeah. a period and it's pregnant. 12 and pregnant. <laughs> 12 and pregnant wow. Mormons. <laughs> hey, have we talked about that on here? What? The youngest girl to ever get pregnant? How old? We had to have talked I about it. I think so. In America? Uh, yeah. Well, I, don't I know. think we it's talked a, about it a long type of time oh, ago. Oh, man. It's one of my favorite games Nick to Greco, play with That's someone. what we talked about. It's one of my favorite games to play with people. I've done this a thousand times. Okay. It's only backfired once. All right. Because one time people were like, why are you interested in this? And I was like, I don't know. Because it's a cool fact. I thought we would all I, be interested in this. Yeah. I Googled the What's, oldest woman to give birth today. So Really? I'll come back so at you. So the youngest... What is the youngest age you believe a woman got pregnant and had a healthy baby? Eight. Or had a baby? Eight. Okay. Your guess is eight. You're way off. Oh, God. I'm going to have a panic attack. Yeah, and she she's still alive to this day. No, no, no. I don't want to know. Although the baby <laughs> only lived to be like 40 years old. Um, oh, no. <laughs> ready? I'm going to find it. Why did the baby it. die? Oh, um, God. Mother Nature's a cunt. It was like, yeah, so like 40 something years old. Something he had some uh, complications, but it wasn't a Google, birth defect. It wasn't, you have to Google this. You don't have been, it just memorized. It's been like a year. I don't want to say. You uh, don't have this number. Just oh, it's only one digit. How do you not memorize it? <laughs> That's true. Because well, she, because I like to play with the things. Like, well, that means she got pregnant at this age. You know, because mm. you try to do that. It's younger than eight. Oh God! Oh no! No! Oh, it's, yeah, no, it's younger no, than eight. No! 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 Uh, she was five years old. Ah! <laughs> She was five years old, seven months and 21 days, which means she got pregnant at four years. No. No, no, nine no. Nine months. That's not possible. Yeah. Am I on numb nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got pregnant at four and Can nine I months. See? Yeah. And actually, I'll show you some photos of it. Oh. Uh, what what her name's nationality? Lena, Lena Medina. She's Spanish. Oh, no, she's Peruvian. Sorry to call back. From India. Or um, Indiana. She's from Peru, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> also, like... We're told that's not even a possibility. She's yeah. definitely a product well, of wait, no how, one knows the dad. How can that be possible? Wait, that doesn't make sense. She would have to have gone through some sort of menstruation. Yes. Evidently she did. I mean, that's like a prodigy, not in the good sense yeah, not of the much. term. You play piano really well. Yeah, like <laughs> figuring out chess is one thing. Speaking four languages at two years old, but being... Penetrated by a male. Oh yeah, she didn't know that she was um, 
the mom of her baby until she was like 10 years old. They had to tell her, like, you know, that's your, that's your baby. That's your son. How did she, she breastfeed? Under, she didn't understand. Who breastfed the baby? <laughs> I don't know. How many years ago was this? It was uh, 1933. She's still alive. What? Where? Get her on the podcast. Yeah, no kidding, right? Although she has Ugh. no recollection of having the baby, she has because she was not. too young. Do you remember anything when you were five? No. Well, and also Thank she. God, what a nightmare! All you're doing is crying and shitting your pants. <laughs> I mean, no one will remember when that. They asked her, they're like, they're like, you know, who did this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Who like, did it? Yeah, because I mean that, that fucking Netflix documentary. The dad actually got arrested, uh, obviously for like molesting his daughter, what but then the? got released because they're like, well, there's no evidence saying that he did it. In fact, the little girl's not even saying. What do you mean did. no evidence? You do a DNA ch- test on the baby. Uh, it was 1933. That's true. Fuck. Are we so lucky? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. Talk about just a nightmare Ugh. being born in that era. Oh yeah, no Sincere. Twitter. And no DNA test. <laughs> Look, this is her. <laughs> Five years old. I wonder how many, how many, you know, anti- That's her and then the nurse is holding the baby next to her. How many anti-Mori Povich moments we would have got in the 30s? Like, is, are you sure this is not just like a nightmare? Yeah, yeah I'll, show from you. I'll show you a real a movie. Like a are you sure this is a Twilight episode? Zone episode? I'll confirm you this one too. Like, a, there's a God, picture I of have her. Like a, I'm having like an anaphylactic reaction. I don't like it. That'll make you really mortified. It's a picture of her pregnant, uh, so you can see her belly. And the baby was totally healthy. You know what this sounds like? This honestly sounds like some sort of, like, reverse Kevorkian test. (laughs) like Some sort of study. Some sort of study, like how Kevorkian was, like, helping people pass on to their next life. This guy was trying to figure out how to make people give life way too soon. Like, did you see that documentary, um, Three Identical Strangers? Yeah. That, that's I what just this watched reminds it me of. This week. Does Tony, that here's you of the that? story. I'll give it to don't, you. Don't give a spoiler. No spoilers. Tony needs to watch it. <laughs> I'll watch I have it. a glass but of whiskey, it? though. You have to have I'll a glass give you the of whiskey. Premise. I'll, give you what they, I'll give you what they give you in the trailer okay. or what they give, give you in the away. first 10 minutes. I won't. I think okay. you might enjoy uh, it. There's a guy. Um, he's 19 years old. His name is uh, David. He's going to college for the first year. He took a year off, and now he's going to go to college. Smart. Uh, he gets to this university, uh, and while he gets out of his car, he's got his bag. He's never been like a popular kid or anything. He gets out, and all these people start going, hey, and just like waving to him. And he's like, oh, friendly place. And another guy's like, hey, what's going on, man? Welcome back. And he's like, that's strange. A woman runs up, kisses him on the mouth. Good to see you. And he's like, what is happening? Is this like the most friendliest hippie commune in the world? Then he gets into the dorms. <laughs> These people come coming and we go, hey, welcome back, Eddie. And he's like, it's David. I'm not Eddie. And they're like, ah, Eddie, you rascal. Ugh. And then he gets into his room and uh, a guy comes in who's, uh, he sees him and he goes, oh my God. He goes, he knew that, that this guy named Eddie wasn't coming back to college. And now there's a guy standing there that looks exactly like Eddie. And he goes. You're freaking out yet? <laughs> yeah, he, he, goes, what's, he goes, what's, what's your name? And he goes, my name's David. He goes, you have a twin brother. And he goes, what? He goes, when were you born? And he tells him his birthday. He goes, okay. And uh, and are you adopted? He goes, yeah. He goes, we're calling this guy. So they call this oh guy named God. Eddie. He goes, they put him on the phone. Voice is identical. Like the exact same voice is talking back to him. And he's like, when were you born? Where were you adopted? He goes, I don't know where I was adopted. Ma, ma, where was I adopted? And they said, the agency's this. He goes, that's where I was. So they were separated at birth as twins. So they drive two You're hours. You're giving too much. You're giving no, too much. No, this is in the trailer. 
Okay. This, the, the, the twist in the, the trailer is this Kevorkian yes. test shit. Yeah. So here's the thing. They drive, what? instead of school, they drive two hours to this kid's house and they fall in love with each other. He opens the door and it's like, they, they this knew brother. each other. Yeah. yeah. It's like, the, it's like the, this connection was like instantaneous, <laughs> yeah. just inseparable. Same hair, same build, same, same smile, same everything. laugh, same walk. So this becomes really big news. The, the, the college paper writes a whole thing about it. The local paper, then it becomes like a little bigger. Then it gets on the New York times. Then it's on the thing. And there are all these great photos. Cause everyone wants to pick up this like feel good story. Don't give it away. Are you no, going to, this ca- isn't a, okay. this is also in the trailer. Freaking out. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> and I've seen uh, it. this lady is reading this story and she's looking at the paper and it looks exactly like her son. Oh my god! She goes home, and her uh, her friend of uh, of a different guy uh, comes and goes. Have you read the paper? And she goes, "Here's my paper. I was about to tell you the exact same information." There's a third. Guy this is why you should smoke weed. I have a stomach ache right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a third guy, and he's like, he calls and says, "You know, I I was born this day. I was adopted to the same thing, and I look exactly like the two boys that are in and this image." It gets crazy. You can't tell them anymore. It that's gets all, crazier yeah, the whole from there. So you try to gets figure out is it, this on there. Netflix? Yes. Oh, I saw it on iTunes. Oh, it might iTunes. be. It might be one of the other. I paid for it because it's just too apps. phenomenal. Okay. You should. It's. It is just triplets separated at birth, adopted and the a different. Story birth. about where, when, how, and all of that in the aftermath. You're just. I told you the feel good part. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's a whole there other dark is side. A wormhole of, of, a, of oh. craziness. It just makes you realize. Oh, Human nature is also barbaric, as oh, it yeah, is beautiful. For sure, but I'm terrified. I agree with what you said about how uh, it was weird, but also how sweet that they found each other. He said, "I'm terrified." Yeah, but that's that's, the, the, that's it. You gave me all the good stuff. Tony, now I'm just gonna go. It's gonna be a nightmare. You, yeah, but I think your biggest problem is your fear. <laughs> Probably. I think you have a fear of going over to the other side because you're afraid of what you're gonna find. Maybe you should be afraid of like face tattoos and, uh, yeah, and I'm afraid of tattoos. that too. Yeah, murderers or something. You know, don't yeah. be, don't yeah. be afraid of Women the fun who stuff. Trick you into getting them pregnant. You know, oh, yeah. professional yeah, athlete shit. Which yeah, he's a rapper, so that could uh, back a that could Are be a thing. Are you a rapper? Yeah, a dabble. Shut up. Do you free freestyle? Uh, I mean, Ooh, I, I can drop but some bars. I don't know if on it'll be have, good. You, have you ever dropped any bars on your pod? No, but I've listened no. to his music and it's fantastic. You can also you can also sing well. Usually rappers don't sing. No, good. usually they don't. Except Post Malone. Yeah. No. Also, I will Face encourage tattoos. if you're Face if you're tattoos. if you're gonna get into those rap community, you better try a little weed. You, <laughs> I mean, there's no studio that isn't hot box. That's what I'm saying. It's like I've definitely got a contact high. Like, come on. Like, you know, I don't know. Come on. My whole my whole life. No. Yeah. Contact I went to Summer Jam thing. 2005, and Ludacris was the headliner, <laughs> and he did Blueberry Yum Yum, and he's like, I need everybody to light up right now, and I'm in ninth grade. I'm just like, what's You're happening? freaking out. Yeah. And I've also been to Dave Matthews concert, so <laughs> it's That's my Dave Matthews impression. <laughs> I respect his uh, sustainability. Yeah. And I think he's very talented, but the music I don't connect with. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. What's your kind of music? What do you like? Depends <sighs> on the mood. It really depends What'd on the mood. What do you listen to most? Um, probably like Odessa stuff, but then I also will listen to like Stevie Nicks. Mm. Oh, Sometimes okay. I'll get into like a little Johnny Cash. Okay. Dolly Parton if I'm feeling particularly flirty. <laughs> what is your family like? I want to know. You're from Syracuse. They're very sweet. Syracuse finest. They're kind. They're, They're very kind, kind people. Or were they wealthy? No. Not wealthy. Middle class. Middle class. Yeah, my dad had three jobs. He did real estate. He did housing inspections for the city. Bartend. I try to picture you young. 
I like to do that because you're like the way you talk about your family, the way you like uh, the fact that you listen to Stevie Nicks. I love go, Stevie interesting. Nicks. This is fascinating. It's like mom music, but I love it. Stevie <laughs> Nicks is like it. She's literally like a gypsy. Yeah, just yeah. wears scarves all year yeah, round. Yeah, she's and, weird. Like Lana Del Rey, I feel like is our generation Stevie Nicks a little bit. It's a she's good a little. Comparison. Yeah. She's like, you know, down I, for some reason because like a hipster version. Yeah. She's like yeah. a hipster version. And I kind of feel this way about you. Um, as a comedian, there's this whole stigma that you have to be negative and, and mad and angry all the time. I'm a happy person. Right. I love life. I love my family and my friends. And I'm generally a joyful, yeah. you know, happy person. So I don't I, I don't know. I like down music. Yeah. I like low. I'm like that too. Like the music I listen to is like deep and sweet. Yeah. 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 And, and more of like a downbeat, like just sort of chill stuff. But it depends yeah. on the. Depends on depends. the mood. I'm always asking people what kind of music they listen to because I don't, like, I just want to find new music. Pre-show, female rappers. Really? Yeah, before I do comedy, there's a lot of fun, like, really ratchet Top five. female rappers. Now? Right now? Just, oh, yeah. well, let's do the Fuck, Mary Kill that we did in the car that I that I screwed up. Yeah, you, didn't, you never made the third I one. I never gave you a third one, but can you think of a third one since you're better at knowing rap and stuff? What is it? Fuck, Mary Kill oh, rappers? Iggy Azalea, Nicki Minaj, and Cardi B. That would have been a perfect Fuck, Mary Kill? Yeah. Fuck, Mary Kill. Iggy, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. That's what I should have done. I'm going to have to say Mary Cardi because she's a lot of fun. Okay. Fuck Nicki. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Iggy. You got to kill Iggy. You got to go. <laughs> really? You what about for go. you? Oh boy, I'm just way too like hard on those gals that I would just kill them all. I, like I couldn't. <laughs> you can't. That's not yeah, how the game I is know. Played. That's what I, I feel like I'd have to marry Iggy because I feel like the other two, I'd be, I'd, I'd be like, you're so obnoxious. Like it'd be too much the way they talk. It'd just be too much. Like I'm like, can you turn the energy down a little bit? But yeah. how do you know not behind closed doors that they're I know, different? I don't. What if Iggy's I don't. wild? I only, I only know the yeah, we only persona. know personas. Yeah, yeah so we we're going by personas. I, yeah. Okay. Um, and the middle murder business and hold it down. <laughs> That's my Iggy impression. Yeah. God, what happened to her? Black Widow, baby. Um, yeah, I'd have to just marry her. And then, I don't know. It's Iggy Azalea fans are, are wildly loyal. I learned that by making, I made one joke on the internet about Iggy Azalea. And I got just broaded. I don't even know if bots or what, but I got like a hundred tweets like an hour. Really? I wrote a tweet because a lot of like. Verified people were retweeting it. Like, that's very funny. What did you say? Uh, so since it got that attention from those people, mm-hmm. like, it got attention from all the people that don't uh, want you making fun of me. You got stuck dead. in the river. Uh, do you know Rachel Dolezal, the girl who identifies yeah, as being black? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did, like, a Netflix documentary about her, and everyone was upset, even mm-hmm. though she, you can identify as whatever you want. Right, and she also opinion. spoke for black people's rights. In, yeah, short in, for NAACP. It was involved in the black people community. She had a in, black, two adopted black kids. Yeah, she she was, had it, a black boyfriend. Right, she celebrating the community and grew felt, up in a black culture. Right. Uh, so she believes she's black because she identifies that way. Right, great. Do what you Live want. Live your life. Is Do she hurting anybody? Want. That's no. what I say. She's an artist. She's a single mom, or mo- I don't know if she's a single mom, but she's a mom of a couple yeah. kids. Do what Live you want. Life. That's what life. I say. Who cares? Um, so I tweeted when they made a Netflix documentary. <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah, I said, uh, did you see that new Netflix documentary about the woman who believes she's black? I think it's about Iggy Azalea. <laughs> That's funny. That's a funny parallel. Just a stupid joke. joke. Yeah, Yeah. misdirection. People lost their minds. Well, people are very, like, anytime you talk, I I made a joke about um, Beyonce once. Yeah. I mean, I feared for my life for about a week. I was pretty sure that, you know, a 14 year old was going to 
stab me with a Barbie doll on my way to the car or something. Like yeah, they, they come out. People go crazy. They go crazy. The beehive. You don't want to mess with the no. beehive. But also, that's stupid. They make it like I mean, like we're joking. It's their jokes. Our job is a joke. And their job is to be fanatic. So when also, you come why at them, are they allowed to not like stuff, but we can't? Like, even yeah. I'm not saying I don't like Iggy Zayla, but I'm allowed to not like Iggy Zayla if I want. I don't have right, to like also, her. Also, who said it best? Um, uh, help me out. Um, Saturday Night Live. Tina Fey said, "Just because you decide something isn't, you don't like something, doesn't mean it's empirically not good." Right. Yeah. And vice versa. Right. Exactly. So just because you're crazy and millions and billions of people are crazy about Lady Gaga doesn't mean I have to like Lady no, Gaga. No, I don't. Guess what? There's a and whole I bunch do. of music. But I also reserve the right to not. I love Gaga. I'm a fan Me too. of Gaga. I love her to death. Big, but big fan. I'm, I can, I'm allowed to not. Yes. Yeah. And I also... And I choose to. I wouldn't mind being like the, an Iggy, Iggy Azalea, like a rapper. I think everyone mm. kind of wants a little bit of... That just like a little bit of that, like hard edge, being able to rap and like have it's my nails the last all free done. Speech. I used to say comedy was the last free speech. Not true. Yeah, you're, you're right because I feel rap like is you the can last get away with a lot more. You can say you'd like. You can Whoa, say anything. You'd I like. never even thought that's a good tweet. We have to be more careful than ever. It has yeah. to be real good. Whereas mm. rap is inherently reckless with that words. Is so such a good Verbally point. Reckless. Yeah, yeah, they can do anything. They, they can want. say anything. I mean, they're woman like shaming. They're white shaming. They're black shaming. They're yeah. I mean, they're it's literally racist. It's bigoted. It's racist. It's bigotry. It really yeah. is it's all misogynistic. Of that. It's yeah, violent. Bragged. It's like very braggy. It's very whatever. And yet, if you say like, "Hey, I find that one rap lyric to be really insensitive towards women," they'd be like, "Shut the fuck up, man!" Like you, it's protected by a strange the, yeah. There's like a energy. There's just yeah. an an orb around it. Yeah. That's that's in, that's interesting. It's you're right though. Like rap is definitely sort of do and say what you want. from having to defend themselves Ever. from what they say. It's yeah. very weird. And it, and it, it does I, I'm wondering does it do damage to the community? 100%. To the to the black community or to, you know, the music industry, like that sort of, I'm looking at you like you're, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm Dr. Not the, Dre. I'm not, the not gonna, I'm not the spokesperson. He won't step in on anything that's controversial. I love being controversial. It's he fun. Won't. He's not going to I just don't have it. a lot of opinions on it because I, I don't know. I just think that that's Miss, a, that's a double standard. Yeah. Well, no, it's a fascinating world to be in. Like if, if it's in a song or a, a rap track it's I don't know okay. if you call it a song it's literally free from any question but when i do a joke people go well i'm gonna criticize that or pick it apart or what is he saying here which would why can't i just say oh it was a joke my only intent was right humor. It'd, be, it'd be interesting to have a show of comedians who have to interject rap lyrics into their sets right and to see what sort of happens there i yeah. think maybe may- or maybe say a sentence and then go, oh, that wasn't mine. I was literally oh, quoting yeah. so and so. That was Lil Wayne. Yeah. I had a theory about this once. I know I can't believe I'm talking about it on here, but I was going to do a thing where I take a, a comedian who's maybe not as uh, well received, mm-hmm. like just get some kind of masculine man in comedy, pay him a certain amount to memorize uh, four or five of Eliza Schlesinger's bits. <laughs> I just then, talked about her then too. Then put him on stage, have him do that exact material. And watch to see if people 
are triggered or outraged and they'd be like, oh, by the way, just so you know, this wasn't uh, <laughs> this wasn't my material. I was doing a female comedian's material named Eliza Sussner because I find it very fascinating that a lot of uh, women in comedy and I'll name names. I'm not afraid of it. Not, ja- I, Jamie Lee. Uh, Lori Kilmartin, Nikki Glaser, they are Sarah Shaver, very triggered by like toxic masculinity. Uh, Beth Stelling. Uh, however, they are somewhat doing what a douchey guy would do to get laughs and attention. Maybe. So they're using the same tools and being toxically masculine in a female's body. And then judging any male who would do that. That's interesting. I never, I never thought about that. Cause I don't know, like I'm friends with Jamie Lee. I don't know her stand up in and out. Yeah. Um, I, I know Beth Stelling. I, I'm, I would consider her a friend, but that is an interesting. Well, I just watched a show where Beth Stelling jokingly, uh, like she, she had a line where she was like, uh, yeah, we're probably going to go fuck, uh, about her boyfriend. Right. And then the girl's like, yeah. And she goes, she said something about, uh, if I don't like masturbate first and then like made the girl like smell her finger or something. It was in a show. Right. Did she put why, her fingers in the girl's face? Why is that funny? <laughs> Where is it only funny because that's how we believe boys to talk. But now since a girl is talking like that, it's flipped on its head. Like, ha ha ha. How do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. However, it- if that guy was a, if that character was a guy, we would, we would be like, that's such a primitive way to speak and douchey and fratty. But we think it's hilarious when a girl is douchey and fratty. Where where have they voiced their or expressed their disdain for broy masculinity? On Twitter and stuff like that. They usually like right. are very annoyed. So it's like they're the messages are inconsistent, sort of. Right. Like their comedy represents one thing, and then what they're saying, it's sort of like a contradictory. Right. Scenario. That's what I meant. They're yeah. like activists against a certain thing. I think anything can However, be... However, they're capitalizing on the exact thing right. they claim that they don't want in the world. My thing with comedy and everything is anything can be funny if it's coming from your truth. Because sure. if you're speaking it from your truth, there's an emotion tied to that. Yeah. And, the, and, and true emotion is felt. And that's usually <laughs> when I don't have a good set is because I'm not connected to it emotionally. Yeah. So... and. I have jokes that are, I don't think they're masculine or like misogynistic, but definitely from a strong point of view that aren't your Seinfeld clean jokes. Mm. Um, But I'm speaking from something that either happened to me or occurred in my life. So I don't, I I would have a hard time. My thing with Eliza is I think she's figured out how to do stand up. I don't know if she's speaking her truth. Right. I think she's figured out how to, Say things that come across as funny to her fans, right? But who the fuck is she? who is she? Right. It's I don't know who you are. Yeah. You know well, what I was gonna say. Like, just to be clear about my take, if I'm gonna name names, yeah. I don't want them to stop doing the comedy they're doing. I want them to stop being so aggressive against other people that do what they do. That's right. what I'd like. I like less tweets about how uh, men are chauvinist whatever and then them getting to do chauvinist jokes like on the tonight show do you know what i'm saying yeah i don't want them to stop doing what they're doing i love their art and i love their comedy i like what they're doing i don't like the moaning on twitter about how like oh you don't know what it's like to be it's like you're you're doing what we all do have you ever besides different on the podcast have you ever said anything to them to their face 
Uh, I would if yeah. they wouldn't. I don't. I've never. I Nikki would just like and to me see have like, a strange di- dynamic. You know, the opportunity to see both those things happening at once is obviously hard because it's in different mediums. But well, like I, Nikki, I, I, if that's what's happening, I agree with the inconsistency because I feel the same way about any comedian. Right. Where it's like, you know, your message on stage isn't. Well, Nikki did a thing. Same. I'm trying to remember. It was, it was some sort of panel show. She got this huge applause break because she was like. She liked a celebrity and they asked why. And she goes, oh, just to hear a guy who doesn't have opinions. Oh, thank. Like she was like saying, like, I would love a guy that's just that pretty that doesn't talk or something like that. And they got this huge applause break. Uh, And it was very funny and made me chuckle, too. But the idea of that would net is, is something that we'd scorn men for saying. But you know what's hard? I get what you're saying. I think we're in a hard place right now because we're in a transitional time where women are finding their place in this, you know, traditionally dominated, male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. If you want to, you know, like look at it as what it's been like through history, it's been men. And then even still, like as a chick, I go on shows and I'm the only chick still. Yeah. But I've talked about this a billion times. There's less women trying to be funny. There are less women trying to be funny. There's Carol Burnett. There's There's a long history of women who tried to be funny were funny, succeeded at being funny, had phenomenal careers yes. at being funny. There's a place for it. In fact, if you ask Richard Barrett at the Comedy Magic Club, Jamie Masada at the Laugh Factory, um, Adam Egott at the Comedy Store, they need more women. Yep. Women who aren't even good are getting sets because they want more women. Yeah. I am tired of the, oh, it's so hard for us. It but isn't. Some, but some women... It's like me being Some like, why don't aren't there more to... men babysitters? I... It's a female dominated. Bi- a lot of guys don't want to be babysitters. Yeah, no, I understand that. You I'm wanna... saying from their perspective where, you know, they haven't figured out how to sort of navigate in. And I'm not saying they like the the comedians that we're talking about, just women in general. Yeah. Who haven't figured out how to navigate in the landscape without it. bitching or without using like the what can't what. You know, what am I supposed to right? Like just without victimizing themselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I feel like I've never like whenever, whenever anyone's asked me like, well, what's it like to be a female comedian? I've never considered that. Right. I've never really considered, oh, I'm a female. It's harder. Cause I always thought that like, for me, it's like, well, there's less people on the lineup and me saying like, I'm the only chick. I say that because it's like, oh, I can, I get where women can have that point of view because there hasn't been, you know, when you go to a show, a bunch of females but where you're like powwowing. Look at society. Well, that's, so that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like in your school, how many guys were trying to be funny? A f- every single one. All of them. How many girls were trying to be funny? Not, not as many. There was probably a few funny girls trying to be funny. Right. And a lot of them valued other things. They were, they were trying to get good grades or they yeah. were trying to be the most pretty or they were trying to be the most fashionable. That's what they valued. Yeah. Humor is a thing that dudes try to be. So like... 500 guys moved to LA just now and they all think they're going to be the next Chris D'Elia. They're actually outside Whereas, to make a podcast. Yes, four chicks moved to LA today thinking they're going to be stand-up comedians. It's just men try to be funny and girls some there's a lot of very funny women but but for the most part if you ask like a, a lot of girls like I've never wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. Whereas like in the back any dude that comes to my show is always like I've always wanted to get up there cuz they want the attention and they want the thing. And plus there's this delusion in men that we're all hilarious. Whereas but that's, girls but that, don't you saying grow that, up learning. They don't grow up wanting to be. But that. you just said there's 
men think they're all hilarious. Yeah. That's also, as a woman who's been in this industry yeah. for a while, and also I'm on the other side where I don't like to victimize myself. I see the <laughs> benefit in being a woman. But because there's been so, there literally has been so many men who are the gatekeepers of a lot of situations, yeah. and they think men, you know, they, they have to break that mentality of, Men are funny. But women there are, are these funny. gatekeepers giving spots to women now, they know aren't funny because they just happening. need some sort of woman. Right. And I, I get that. But yeah. like, I'm just playing the devil's advocate where I yeah. understand the point of view. I think the execution is the issue because... I think the bigger problem is not that these men aren't giving opportunities to girls. I think the big problem is that they're trying to fuck these girls. That's the problem. Yeah. And there's, there's all also the bookers girls who are like, the men. Ooh, uh, I've seen in my... Look... I, it's I hard get, to be friends with a talented, attractive story. woman and not try to hook up with them right, as a I've guy. Right, but I've also seen women use their body yep. to get ahead. Right. And, and my issue is like where women are yelling and screaming about what's being done to them, but they also are doing what's so it makes being it done complex. to them. It's a, very, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very difficult situation. And I think it's... Because they'll do it, they'll get the thing, and then say, I shouldn't have had to do that. Well, you didn't right. have to do that. And also, this... This subject can <laughs> permeate any issue that's going on in society. Right. I really believe because more essentially, so in this city more so in this city York. for sure. But like, it comes down to opportunity, I think, and it comes down to your ideology about yourself. Are you a victim or are you a survivor? Right. Because if you're a victim, the or a victor, the, a victor. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. If you're if you're um, a, a victim, you're never going to have opportunities sure but if you're a survivor you're gonna f- create your own opportunities mm-hmm. so instead of and i think it comes down to that like instead of bitching about being a woman and not getting opportunities because of it instead of bitching about the opportunities you didn't get you should be creating ones for yourself james dean sucked a guy's dick to get a movie role good for him right and now is that fact yes is that a movie fact is what? that an imdb uh <laughs> there's be. a lot of things on there about it here's the thing what if james dean years later was like i shouldn't have had to do that no, well, yes, but you he shouldn't have had nobody to. Nobody forced you. I, well, maybe. We don't know the scenario. He might have felt pressured to do it or whatever. But here's the thing. Who's like, Dick? Do we know who's there's Dick? There's just uh, some famous director back in the day. Some guy. But Where's that porno? <laughs> James Dean. That would have been yeah. good. That'd be a good one. But so, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's very complex. It is very complex because there's a lot of different layers and you're dealing with individuals and right. then you're dealing with genders and then you're dealing with creatives. Yeah. It, the, the but the core issue is are you a victim or a survivor? Yeah. Yes. So I and I get both sides. A victim of the story. or a victor? Victim or victor? I get both sides of the story, but I've been through a lot of shit. Yeah. I've had a lot of crazy things happen to me, and I I learn from it. I feel the pain, and I grow that scar tissue, and then I move on. Right. I agree. Some women, men get stuck in these places where oh, I can't do it because of this, and it's become a it's, cause. It's and it's also not only that yeah. it is a cause; it's the thing that holds them back, so they don't have to do anymore. Right. When also, I feel like even when I'm agreeing with them, I'm agitated. Even while being an ally, I'm like this again. Yeah. Like it just feels like uh, like how how many times am I going to hear this? Like, and this thing is like, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's it's hard. Imagine uh, being a guy in this business. There's a billion of me. 
There's there is a, now you're fucked. I'm so replaceable. <laughs> now you're screwed. You know? And now I watch girls who are getting things because there's not a lot of women. They should be happy there's less women in comedy. I know. I you, mean, in fact, celebrate that this business has not had a lot of women in it and you get to be one of well, them. Well, in the, in the whole route, the way we're going about it is I a am. lot. Yeah. I walk into these auditions, there's 75 of me. Yep. Uh, when you go in, they go, yeah, I'd, li- I'd like, I'd like a woman's perspective on this. And she's very funny and she's doing all these different things. And so while you're saying we need more, we need more. Well, I, I love that. That's what you want. You think you want that. You're full of shit. I know. Do you want to go on a show? I know that is. Oh, you know what? You know, yeah, you go. Want, yes. We need shows all women. Do, more do, women. Hey, let's get but more. That's let's- uneven. Like. Just let, let's just start to like, really, well, even the, the playing field and, you know, funny is funny, but we don't need to have all dudes on one show and all women on another and safe spaces and all these. It's nonsense. It's not. What's going on is pure nonsense. See a therapist. That's your safe space. Stay home in your bed. There's your safe space. Get your snacks. Stay home in bed. Ask Ronda Rousey what happens when you encourage all the women to join your industry. You get kicked in the fucking face and you become the 900th best woman in ultimate fight. Yep, because it's filled. Because women in Japan were going, I could beat the shit out of this lady. But yep. Ronda Rousey was the best out of eight. There was like eight women in UFC, <laughs> and she was the best in eight. And so then when thousands of women are like, I could do that. I've been a kickboxer over here for this long, and I did this. Over here. And then watch how fast Ronda Rousey had to go to fake fighting in WWF. And, and Did she? Yeah, she became a pro wrestler. She's a pro wrestler? Yeah, she's the champ. Now she's already, she's already, you've missed a window. She's been there for what, she's gone a year? Now, though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You missed the whole window. Yeah, she was there for a year. Yeah. She was Whoa. there for a year. Now she's going to have babies with her husband. But here's the thing. That's fun. But how fast did that happen? Because she goes, oh, I encouraged all these ladies to come but over and then I break my takes. nose. It, you know, from our perspective in our time, in our lifetime, we see it and it's so imbalanced. Like, when people look back in yeah. the future, they're going to be like, oh, what were they fucking arguing about? Right. Like, Because it, it'll be balanced at that point. But with I don't women think it'll ever men. be then equalized. Be other, well, it'll never be equalized. And then there, there'll always be something else that people want more of. Well, but my Imagine problem when, like, is that if it's never equalized, it will continue with the complaining. They'll still be like, no women on this show. Yes. He probably has 30 contacts in his but phone. But just as equally, there'll, there'll always be dudes that are like perverts and scum that right. say shit to women. Or you, you know, There'll always be both sides of that. Women complaining and dudes using their power yeah. to take advantage. I'm not saying men are innocent of anything. They're guilty no. of almost every... I don't think you are. Yeah. But I think that what's happening is... like, So they did this thing where the Forbes list, it was like the 10 top highest paid male comedians and it was uh it was like gabriel iglesias it was uh chris Hart, rock jerry seinfeld, seinfeld. Other things. and all Chappelle. these women lost their mind on on twitter at least the girls i follow saying like oh how come it's no female comedians well they're just well, measuring the top the 10 men? ticket sales no it was just top 10 comedians and oh, it, it wasn't comedians. a single woman it wasn't amy schumer well there then was they no- should be that Here's where, okay, can I tell you why aren't people going to see female comedians then? Because this is just based on the numbers. It's not what they get paid. They get paid on what they bring in. Can I tell you how that makes me feel? Yeah. Like a list like that? Yeah. Encouraged. Sure. That makes me like, oh, dope. I could be the first one. There's no women on that list yet? I got some work to do. But also like Ellen or something like that, like... Would probably be on that list if she toured every right. weekend. Yeah, she's like not Gabriel a touring Glacius. comedian. Yeah, those guys are or on the road. Like, like, uh, so those numbers are all going to have a lot of like statistical data that isn't uh, being put right on the front right. page there. Yeah. So like, there and also, women are part of the ticket sales 
for Jerry Seinfeld and Gabriel and Glenn. Like, there's, there's women that go to see those mm-hmm. comedians also. Yeah. It's not like we're like, let's only give our money to Gabriel Iglesias. No, you say, I'm going to go see who's funny and who I like. Right. You're, you're also included in on making those, yeah. <laughs> making those, the, the numbers on that list. It's a strange thing, though. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's going to take a while for everything to get balanced. And even then it won't be balanced yeah. ever. But, you know, there's two sides to the way the scenario plays out. And there's the victimized woman and the strong woman. And there's yeah. the same with men. I, I believe men need to be better humans. The victors. Men need to get better at being human beings. Men have a, it's like a call to action to stop being scumbags, grow up, stop being pieces of grow shit. Up. That's what men, grow up. that's what men need to do. And women, saying. women are doing great. All you need to do is stop crying. That's, that's the, like, you, stop well, you, the complaining. You, you know, I think like the issue can sort of be encapsulated in a moment for me that I had where I was doing a show and I was talking about rape jokes and I was in like Detroit or something. And these girls came up to me and she asked if she could tell me why those jokes weren't funny. Were or weren't? Weren't. And she proceeded to tell me they weren't funny because it's not funny to talk about something that's happened that happens to women. That's so serious. And you, you can't make fun of a topic like that. That's so serious. I said, well, a, I was raped. Okay. B, this is how I dealt with it, yep. humor, and C, I've healed from it. So it no longer triggers me. Yeah. Let me ask you, are you a rape victim? And she said, yes. And I said, well, I would recommend going to some therapy because you're triggered. Yeah, by hearing it. You're triggered by hearing it. And any anytime <laughs> there's like a heckle or something, that's been the consistent yeah. cause of why they heckled. Because they hear something and they're triggered. Yeah. This and- isn't my idea. Um, but I've quoted it a billion times. Ricky Gervais says, if laughter is the best medicine, it means medicine. What do you, when do you take medicine? For when you're sick or there's a hurt. So laughter is supposed to be the medicine for the hurt. Mm-hmm. That's why people aren't making jokes about balloons. We have to make <laughs> jokes about serious things yeah, exactly. so that there's medicine for it. Yes. So we, it's the reason a rape joke can be healthy is because it's medicine for, like you're able to take the the gravity out of it like right, oh like yeah. this right. is helping me you know I should laugh at yes, this I yes. should be able to you know it doesn't I'm not it's not making the rape worse it, it, you know it, right yeah it's it's not taking my rape away it's right. just saying oh this is like a medicine for it yeah yeah that's why jokes should be about serious things they should be about serious yeah, I just, things like and if Absolutely. you break down every joke there is something there. the core of it is alcoholism serious alcoholism or like you resenting your parents pedophilia or you, alcoholism right? rape we joke death. about all those all of that I'll do 20 minutes about a homeless guy this is a hypothetical but like I could do 20 minutes about a homeless guy and everyone's like ha ah. and then the second I say rape they're like that that's wrong. You're right, like, so oh, the dude who's on the street. Yeah. It's okay to make fun funny. of him. Yeah, because yeah. in LA, people care more about straight cats than they do straight vets. Right. I mean, Absolutely. it's so it's and it's so, so inconsistent. We'll this. Yeah. But this one, I've compartmentalized it. Right. Oh. Uh, it's about me. So self righteous. A lot like, of people are so self righteous. Have you seen Ricky Gervais's new show, Afterlife? I'm like, yeah, I watched it in one so, sitting. Uh, me too. Yeah, it's so good. So good. Talk about making light of a dark subject. I'll watch anything with him. That's yeah, such he's like a good show. Every I love episode. him. Yeah. He, he's really funny. He's good. Yeah, he's suicidal. Every episode, he's like, wants to take his life. <laughs> it's so good. I was like, damn, this is like such clean, perfect writing. Great, I'm not going to botch it, but he said, uh, when am I allowed to make a rape joke? And the girl goes, you can make rape jokes when you know that nobody in that comedy club has ever been raped. And he goes... Has never experienced that yeah. firsthand. He goes, Well, that'd be a strange sign to put on the door, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> uh, we're doing a comedy show downstairs. Uh, you can't come in if you've been raped. <laughs> He goes, I don't know if I want to make that. That uh, seems unfair. Uh, maybe I need to start putting that up in my comedy <laughs> yeah, shows. Yeah, it was yeah. just saying, you know, I don't think Caution. I should do that. It seems pretty discriminative to not. Yeah. If you consented and it didn't work. Do you remember that rap song, My Dick? No. By Mickey. Um, yeah, Mickey Avalon. Mickey Avalon. <laughs> my yeah. Dick, Rumble in the Jungle. You know I, I thought yeah. that, that was Lil Dicky is what I used to think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's very similar. He's it like this white and, rapper. But it's kinda, like goofy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a song about his dick and how it's greater yeah. than yours. It's a great rap yeah. song. My dick speaks Spanish. You're like, what? That's, You're like, why? Poor K. How? <laughs> Does it order My food dick for doesn't you? even know English. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it has no second language or first language. Your dick yeah. probably speaks the king's English. My, my dick knows uh, cursive. Whoa, yeah, impressive. Does it happen when you pee in the snow? Yes, I okay. do like calligraphy. And, and, and it's pointless. Why did we even learn cursive? Nobody uses it. No one uses it. Yeah, well, yeah. you just hey, wait when everything fails. My dick can hear you right now. Don't and be that's rude. Really, rude. Sorry, rude. Ain't rude. Be a good point. Rude. Grow up. Rude. Grow up. Uh, I love you. Thank you for being here. You're my favorite person. You're, you're going to have something stolen by the sure. time I leave. That's fine. Thank you. Just, you know, think of it as a gift. It is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal one of your bikes. No. No? I love those. Okay. <laughs> Friendship. Just like that. 56. Week 56 in the books. Um, thank you, Jesse May, for showing up. And we've had some podcast guests just not show up. So thank you. We love you. You're the best. You're very funny. Go see Jesse May. Uh, go to jessiemay.com. Uh, you can buy her weed box or go get tickets for any of her upcoming shows. This week I will be at Hilarities in Cleveland. I've said it a few times on this podcast, but you get your tickets quick Wednesday through Saturday at uh, in Cleveland at Hilarities Comedy Club. Uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for reviewing and rating and subscribing. Uh, thank you to all the Patreons. I love you with all my mouth, butt, and heart and brain. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.